Look at my jump. <laughs> I got that one. I got that one. Uh, welcome to oh, Heck and Cool Dad's podcast, episode 35. This is a milestone. I'm a regret. Oh, it is. Episode th- I'm going to regret setting this behind me. Why? Because I just leaned back to laugh and I already tapped the back of my head on that corner. Mm. All right, we're good. You got it all squared away? We're good. Episode 35. Yep. 35. Halfway, Let's- halfway to 70. I don't. I don't like. I don't like that you said that because that's weird. And you could. I'm 37 years old. I know. I'm yeah. 36, so I don't. Dude. I don't want any of that halfway to 70 shit. Like, <laughs> let me get past my 40s first. I still need a. Uh, I don't know, Corvette or fucking some kind of fucking midlife crisis car. I want to get another old car. Uh, well, I need that too. That's the primary driver for why I want to uh, get a new house. I need a third car garage for an old car. And a motorcycle. I need a so I need the third car garage, and I also need the bump out because I need a I need a spot to park, probably for my wife. I'll park in the driveway like always. Uh, then I need it's it's weird. Like when you get a two car garage, you can't park two cars in there because like where do you fuck do you put like your wheelbarrow and like a mower and shit like that? So we already having a two car, we can't park two cars in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two and a, two, three car garage. And then, you know, I'll park an old car, a motorcycle. I'll have some fucking tools and shit. And then she can park comfortably. You have like a leather couch and no. a bunch of porno mags on the wall. Nope. I have, I have no need for what, any of that. That's not, say, it's going to, that's like a Hayden's room in four, four years. <laughs> what is your opinion on the idea of the man cave? I'm fairly opinionated about it. Um, just a warning. I, I don't really care. Uh, I have no real strong opinions. Like I grew up uh, being around people that had these man caves, right? Yeah. Um, I never had a man cave. I will say that I had, I had a angsty teenage cave. Oh well, yeah, we all did. Yeah, it was like your uh, Kerrang posters and shit, like mm-hmm. Slipknot and all that. Yeah, I had that. But and you know what? In my adult life, I actually do know a few people that have had like the stereotypical man cave, and it was weirdly enough, it was off yeah. the garage. So what are you opinionated on? About? I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, uh, was that drums? No, that was just, uh, okay, okay, okay. people doing shit. Uh, for anybody listening to this, we have been sitting graciously waiting for at least about half a, an hour. Yeah. Maybe I'd, more. A little over. For this band to finish playing. Um, oh, I don't know. I just like, to me, the concept is, Oh man, you hate your fucking life and you'd need to escape, men. Mm. Like to me it's like so I that's not where I thought you were going to go with it. I thought you were going to go to like the sexist like porno pictures up type shit. No, I mean that's dumb, but it's I feel like that's just like free the nipple, dude. Part of dudely culture. I don't know. It's stupid. It's toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, uh, you're, you're, I really, don't know. you're really not. Um but uh no, I don't know. To me, it's just it it encourages a. I probably sound stupid. It just encourages to me like a. Hey, I know that you really just need the, your wife and kids out of your hair, and it, it. I just don't like. I just don't like that. I I do think that parents need an escape, but I don't need an escape any more than my wife does, and I don't need an escape any more than my kids need from me. Okay. You know, so like, so when you when you put it that way, I'm on board with you. Um, when you started going down the whole like not needing escape, I was like, man, I don't. I don't know about that. Like, you no, must, definitely you must be, do. Okay, yeah, because I do. Definitely do. I do, and I know my wife does, and I know my kid does. Right now, he goes to his room, he shuts the fucking door, 
if my daughter's busting in repeatedly, he locks the door. We give him permission to lock the door because, you know, when he would do it before, I'm like, hey, don't lock the door. This is still our house. Like, mm-hmm. so now he asks, which I feel like a dick for, like, making him ask. But, um, and then, you know, she'll either go to the room or whatever. But I think the basement is now going to be that spot. And the reason is because she just pulled the trigger and bought kind of like the treadmill she always wanted. And if you think I'm picky about certain things, her picking a treadmill is like the absolute worst because she's a actual runner. She's a marathoner. So she has criteria and like things have to be perfect. Right. So it gets delivered on Friday. I was down there making space for it today. Um, throw my random shit. Sweet. So now it's going to be our little escape. Let me expound a little bit more on that. That make you feel bad. Oh, well, no, because then I, because I'm just thinking to myself and it's like, well, I have my studio in my basement and right. I tell the kids like, don't play down there unless I'm down there. It's the Colin Cavern. And I'm like, God damn it. Like I have a man cave. Uh, and it's got like my posters can, can, on the wall. Right. Can we just, can we give it like a cool little, like I said, <laughs> I said the Colin Cavern. Like, can we, can we give it something? The Simo Cavern. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, to me, it, I guess it's, it's less, I don't know. It's like. I feel like like you got a lot of guys who like spend a lot of fucking money like have a home theater system in their man cave. You know, it's like no, share that with your fucking family. Put it in your living room. So my my wife listens to every episode. So um, it sounds like he doesn't want me to do that thing where I put all the shit in the basement. We we were gonna do that. Oh. Well, if that's a mutual decision that you guys had and it's a shared space, I'm not talking about shared spaces. I'm totally fucking with you. Oh, I just want to rile you oh. up. I no no. I'm not talking about shared spaces. I'm talking. I'm talking the exact opposite. I feel like a man cave is this. You know, and it was. I'm a big fan of Home Improvement growing yeah. up, and like that show was all about <laughs> the fucking man cave. Yeah. It was all about the man's toilet, the man's bathroom, the man's vanity. You know, yeah. like there was that, and it's a funny joke, but it is that thing. It's like same it's, with uh, Married with Children. It's like no, like I have I have a family and we have a house together. I want every. I'm contradicting myself because I do. You do need your private space. No, I I, I know where you're going with that. We're gonna do something similar to the basement. We want to uh, such a waste of like four minutes. No, it's fine. We want to be able to have Hayden and his friends go down there and like fucking you know rage on video games and hang out. Yeah, know, I will say shit. this. One of my best friends, Carl. Uh, he might listen to the podcast too. So shout out to my boy Carl. One of my best friends from high school. His his parents. I'm not going to say it was his dad's man cave because his mom might have had part of it too. Like, so his parents it's called a she shed if it's a woman. Remember? It was no, they just finished their part of their basement. There's a kitchen in their basement, and they finished it like a '50s, like a like a rock and roll diner. Like That's the cool. table had like the the checkerboard floor and like like the the uh, cool like melamine countertops and stuff like that. Yeah. And like Coca Cola memorabilia. It was like an inside of a Johnny Rockets. I'm into it. It was awesome. Shout out to to his parents. I'm not going to say their last name. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, now, I, I mentioned a second ago that I just wanted to rile you up. <clears throat> let's just go right into trivial things. Like, let's switch it up. Episode 35, let's do some shit. And the only reason I'm thinking about this is because on the way here, I realized that there's something that when I'm not driving, I will say to somebody – you know, like, don't worry about it. Like, this is, that's fine. That's just how it is. But when I am driving, there's something that annoys me. And now I feel like a big hypocrite for telling people to chill out. And it's when semis take off, they're so fucking slow. 
like when I'm driving, <laughs> it drives me nuts. And like I've been in cars and people were like, God, fucking semis. And I'm like, dude, chill out. They got like 30 gears or some bullshit. Like it takes seven gears before they're going like 25 miles an hour. Just chill. But when I'm driving, totally different story. So that happened to me tonight. And I was like, fuck this fucking semi. And I was like, I raged around it. Like, you know, I, uh, we were, when we were on our way back from or way to North Carolina, you come down on 77, you come down, uh, this mountain, mm. uh, out of Virginia as you're going into North Carolina. And, uh, it's a steep grade for, I don't know, 10 miles or something like that. So it's got all of those like ramps, you know, like the yeah. truck runaway ramps, which is like, look up a YouTube video of that shit. That shit's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but, uh, it was really, really foggy coming down that hill and it was dark and, uh, it was, Fairly, cars were fairly close to each other. It was fairly congested mm-hmm. for, you know, it being 6.30 or 7 p.m. in the dark coming down this mountain in the fog. And there was a semi-truck that was right next to us, and I couldn't go anywhere. You know, so, like, I couldn't get, like, away from it. Mm. And he was laying on that engine brake over and over, and I was like, God damn, that dude is relying too much on the engine brake. That means his brakes are not in the best shape right now coming down this 5% grade or whatever the fuck it was. And I was like legitimately, I mean, I kept it together because I'm dad and driving and yeah. with the family, but I was like, holy shit. I was like literally like, like almost panicky. Knuckles white. Yeah, dude. That was, that was, yeah. was like, you know, I was just like, Jesus. Yeah. So when you, I don't know much about that break. I thought it just did something. I, I've, I know the slang for it's a Jake break. I don't know why it's considered a Jake break, but I know it just like releases the pressure in the engine. I thought. My understanding, and somebody clarify, somebody who is a manlier man than I, <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy Tim Allen. That was really stupid. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, my understanding of it is that it's like, you know, when you're when you're shifting gears in a manual transmission and you hit it wrong and it's like, you can't find them, grind them, Mm -hmm. as they say. Yeah. My understanding is that they're just doing that. Really? They're just tearing the transmission up. I don't, I don't feel like that. Somebody please tell me if I'm wrong. Dude, we don't, we don't record with my phone anymore. Oh yeah. So like we both have phones that we can do. Dude, I've been listening to the Bill Burr podcast. Yeah. You said that last time. And, but I've been like, I started consistently listening to it. That dude Googles so much shit while he's talking. Yeah. And he Googles so slow. He'd be like, what is a engine brake? Like, it's it's hilarious. Uh, I don't. Let me see. Let me look at this shit. It avoids wear on brakes and can help the driver maintain control of the vehicle. But engine braking, shifting... Active use of engine braking by shifting into a lower gear can help control speed. Yes, that's a, that you're shifting, you're downshifting when you shouldn't be. The fuck? Well, see, it says it also says it's a compression release brake. Oh well. See, we we might both be right here. Someone might, help us out here. Yeah, it might. Just somebody fucking. You just, did say pressure releasing. I did. I thought it was the something. Uh, to do with the engine um. Anyway, do you have a trivial thing? Let's just let's just get them out of the way. Let's knock them out. Yeah. Uh. And my apologies if you say this because you are from the south side of Columbus, Ohio. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But I, I think it's first, more. First of all, stop. Let me stop you there. It's we're from the south end. 
Uh, you don't yes. say South Side. Yes, like you are that. Correct. That's how you can tell when somebody's not from there. <laughs> uh, it's real shit. No, is uh, it's something that I've not been able to get over since I moved to this state half of my life ago. Is saying I've seen that. Okay, I, I see. Do you say it? Um, I used to say it quite a bit. I seen this band last week. I can't do it, man. I just every once in a while somebody in Sierra's family or. Or yeah, somebody like will say that uh, on both sides of her family, mm. and um, I just can't. I, so it just, I, I know it's for one a thing fact, that really bugs me about Ohio talking. <laughs> I know Ohio talking. Uh, I know for a fact that I, if I don't still say it, because I'm I'm not cognizant if I do, right? Um, but I definitely at least used to, and I've you know I gotta I be honest, see like you saying it. I've I've made a. That's why I preempted that with an apology in advance. <laughs> I've, I've made leaps and bounds on my grammar over the past, uh, I'd say, I call it ten years. Yeah, so I'm probably yeah, I probably still say it. Just call me on that shit. <laughs> Just call me right out on that shit. I have no problem being. Oh called man, out on you some seen bullshit. that car accident on seventy? Uh, you know, like I mean. You know, I bet I, I bet I still say it. Like when I get hype on something, like and I just you know. Nah. I, I go back to my roots. Back to your roots. Shit happens. Um, so big things in the news. One, obviously, in the rap world, juice world. Yeah. That's the way. Um, which is crazy. It, there's always some crazy shit that happens after a rapper passes away, too. Or any when anybody passes away. The motherfuckers dug up a tweet from, like, five years ago. I don't know how many years ago. That was like, oh, man, I want to... Uh, what is it? I'm going to get hot for a couple years and then fake my death. Yeah. There's more than that. There's more than that. Did I put it on the board? Because I was going to put it on the board. What? Talk uh, about. It's a, uh, about you, conspiracy you theory. Yeah, you put something on there about conspiracy theory. Yeah. Because, so, uh, no, this was hilarious. Not hilarious because, no, bummer. This 21-year-old who was, like, moving up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sucks. And then it, it was, he had a seizure. Right. It was crazy. But um, I was talking about it at home. And then the next day, Rowan texted me while he was on the bus on the way home from school. And he was like, you said that you said Juice World died of a seizure, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, he faked his death. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, what? And he goes, he literally typed, I'm going to send you proof. (laughs) I found out on TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a video, and it was just like a 15, 20 second video, but a dude walking through all the things, and it was like there was a hashtag challenge where where kids were doing faking seizures to one of his songs a couple years ago. Lucid Dreams. And then he said, he said in a, in one of his lyrics, he said, I feel like John Lennon, who also died on on December 8th. And then another one of his lyrics, he said, everyone talks about 27. I'm not going to make it past 21. He said, what's the 27 club? We're not making it past 21. And and he was 21. And then that tweet where he said that he was going to get hot for a couple of years and then fake his own death. And I'm like, that is a pretty cut and dry plausible conspiracy There was one more thing. There was uh, also his jet that he typically travels on. 
the GPS had it registered in the Bahamas. And so everybody's like, he wasn't even there. He was in the Bahamas. But then proof came out that showed he was on a Super sad plane. if the dude's dead, but it really sounds like he's alive. Dude, Tupac's alive. I <laughs> fully agree. I fully believe that. You believe that? I'm, I'm a Tupac truther. I got <laughs> I to be honest. Like Every once in a while, I'll see or read some shit, and I'm kind of like, all right, I can see that being real. Either it's real or he trolled really, really hard and he put together a really nice package to really fuck with people. Dude, he had like 900 songs that came out. Wasn't, who was that that had, was it Chris Rock that had, uh. Oh yeah, the, he had a whole it? bit about it. Yeah, a whole bit about it. It was like <laughs> every, every song that comes out after his death tells you more about it. Like it was the guy standing right there with the, <laughs> with the red hat on. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a really good one. It's yeah. it's wild, man. Still, like you know, as a kid, that that the song, the Tupac stuff was so hard and it was so cool. But then you look back and it's like that dude was like making fucking threats on MTV in the middle of the day. Oh yeah, in in his lyrics, and and nobody does that anymore. I don't. I don't Crazy. feel. I don't feel that that. I feel like that's missing from rap, except the game. That push that push a T Drake beef got close well it got it got disrespectful because drake like but that was on a pop level that was still on a pop level for sure yeah uh and that's because drake like semi like kind of mentioned made one reference which you gotta like you gotta do your own research or fucking really be in the know to even get his reference and then push came back disrespectful as fuck which was tight (laughs) it was awesome Uh, super tight um no dude the game the game. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen. So to that. I, I did. I did, did you listen to the whole thing? All fucking like yeah, twenty something out or records? Yes. Okay. What'd you think? I enjoyed a lot of it. I didn't like it as much as I hoped I would. Damn. Based on our conversation beforehand, because yeah. I listened to it that night. I like played video games for an hour and a half and listened to it. Yeah. And I think the production's really good. At points, is a little too much for me. Uh, um, a lot of cool full band stuff. A lot of cool. Old yep. funky stuff. He definitely brought a hip hop element to yeah. West Coast gangster. Rap. I guess I was just, and maybe maybe it's also because I've I've been only listening to New like York Griselda stuff and Freddie Gibbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm listening. Just I've been listening to stuff that's a little bit more grimy. Maybe I was just I was expecting it to be a little harder. Yeah, but no, oh, it's it, great. Okay, it's great. I, I can see for if what you, it is. It's good. If you went in with that expectation, I can totally see. Um, I, I should listen it, to it again, like going into it, knowing like, no, no, this is like a funky West Coast. Rap so so let, let me give my my take on it. So, yes, I agree with what you just said. Funky West Coast rap. I will say that I didn't it, it, every time the game comes out, I forget what a good lyricist he is. No, the, lyrically. And he's got bars. I mean, it's Dude, good stuff. I find myself and that he's one of the only people lately that I found myself doing this with because when I even when I listen to Griselda stuff, like remember that what was it, a Conway song that has like a trap beat? Okay. I felt like having that trap beat emphasized everything so much more. When I listen to game shit, I'm so tuned into the lyrics and his lyrical content and what he's saying that I almost don't even fucking hear the beat. I Oh, that makes sense. I miss the beat altogether. So that's why I fuck with that. Um <coughs> and he says he says wild shit. There is some hard stuff on there. He has that dude. Dave actually pointed this one lyric out on on the track called "Hug the Block." Like towards the end of the track, he's like, "I'll kill my own brother," and I was like, "God 
damn, I fucking feel you, game. I feel you. No, but I, that, I guess, yeah, looking back, I'll listen to it again. And because I did have an open mind, I did go into it yeah. open mind. I think, I think maybe that was the disconnect was I was expecting it to be a little bit grimier or a little bit harder. Yeah. It's just all the way real. No, yeah. I, I fucking love the fact, I love, he's got some lyric where he's like, cause I'm gonna definitely be in them DMs. Like he, he has no shame about like, he done fucked everyone's woman. <laughs> Everybody's woman. It is too long, in my opinion, but that's just me. Like I, I, I have a, like I, I, I like a solid 45 minutes or less rap record, but I get it. Well, he, he can do it's it. supposedly his last one. He's retired. Oh yeah. So I think that was the whole thing is like, I got he probably what he probably had a fucking most rappers have like a hundred tracks just sitting in a you know that O three Greedo track. dude who his name's O three Greedo I am not I have no idea never heard uh, you would really like it actually really yeah uh, he um, went to jail he's in, he he just started a sentence like a twenty year sentence or something like that and I guess he's I guess he had like three thousand songs. Do you remember? um, And since he's been in in the year or two he's been in jail, he's already put out a bunch of records. There was one record that was an EP that was a collab with Travis Barker, Uh, and then dude, he's on Travis Barker's on the second game record or second game track. Oh yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, he just put one out um, two, two or three weeks ago. It was a collab with uh, Kenny Beats, the producer. Hmm. Whoa, Kenny! And uh, and it's like kind of like T Pain ish. That one is okay. Sometimes he's just rapping. Sometimes it's like uh, auto tuny singing. You fuck stuff. with like uh, Tory Lanez at all? A little bit. Here's the thing: I didn't for a long time, and then he like he got in some. He's always in beef. He got in some beef, and I heard his track, and I was like. God damn, okay. Like, maybe I wasn't paying attention to Tori So I went and made it a point to download all his mixtapes. So he does those chicks tapes. And then he has, like, regular mixtapes where he's rapping. Like, chicks tapes, there's a lot of singing and shit like that. And I was like, okay. Now nah, I'm really, I think I'm really fucking with Tori You know what turned me on to him was the, he does the hook in that Meek Mill song from the Creed soundtrack, Lord Knows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lord Knows! Dude, that's what turned me on to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he he definitely flew under my radar. Like I thought he was just, uh, I thought he was just a buzz for a minute. What are the other singers? You like that Bryson Tiller dude? I fucking love Bryson Tiller. I, that trap dude, soul I record fuck is awesome. With Bryson Tiller. <laughs> oh, Bryson Tiller's on the game record too. Hmm. He's singing uh, one of the hooks later on, in, like the second half of the CD. I heard the other day on the radio because I was listening to the Breakfast Club. Ah, fuck with the Breakfast and, Club and. Uh, and DJ Envy plays a very specific set of songs and has been for like five years. I'm pretty sure. Okay, go on. And, I, I got it. And uh, but I heard that Bryson Tiller don't don't mm-hmm. don't don't don't. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! I haven't heard this song in like two years. That that song jams, man. He got sued over that. I think he stole that beat, or like the producer stole that beat and oh, slowed it really? down by like four BPM or something. That there there's controversy over that. I think he lost a. A good amount of the royalties of that song. Wow. To something. That sucks because that was huge. And then he went through like this huge depression thing and that's why he fell off for so long. He he couldn't handle fame. Like he blew up too quick. That's just a dude from Kentucky. Hmm. Um, anyway, Breakfast Club. <laughs> so Charlemagne always like – if you listen to Charlemagne, he's always given away like inside information 
on just like a quick little, you know, sarcastic snippet. But he would say like, "Oh, you mean like sound like I know shit?" Nah, he'd be like, uh, he'd say shit like, um, "Oh yeah, they got the uh, who the who the fuck is who's the company that owns all that?" iHeartMedia. Yeah, iHeartMedia. He'll say things like, "Yeah, they got the uh, the iHeartMedia stimulus package," which means like. Uh, we're f- we're playing the song at least once an hour. Uh, like yeah, so I lo- I looked into that. So like I see. yeah yeah, there's a lot of people that and Bryson Tiller. That that explains that a lot because it's always the same. Like, it is always the same. And you know what? Even though I know some of that shit is live, I also think DJ Envy also plays a lot of, like Miami shit and like like a lot of that. Like there was a minute there was like all DJ Khaled stuff. Well, I, that's another one I believe that Charlemagne referenced. Got the iHeart stimulus package. Got it. Yeah, so he's always giving shit away. Um, Man, I've had this on the motherfucking board for like three weeks, and I'm just going to say this. Spell laryngitis. Oh, 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 oh. L-A-R-Y-N-G-I-T-I-S. You fucking nailed it. Yes. You fucking nailed it. I'm pretty good at spelling. Really? Yeah. I am. I have progressively gotten worse with autocorrect. <laughs> I, I, I just I just fucking blindly type like I'll be typing what's a word that you can never ever get right not just with, just in life um, like what's one word that you just you can you've never been able to master spelling I mean I think for I, me it's architect mine used to be uh, the word receive oh, oh yeah that's a good one that, that was another one um, I think also for a lot of people it's accessible they want to put access able like with an a oh and like because i know that i spell it correctly every time trust that i after i get to access that story goes through my head and i go it's nigh i've designed two uh two architect websites Mm. um that were long projects like big big architecture firms here and i've designed two other websites and uh in my career and I've had to type the word architect so many goddamn times and I can't, I just, is it architect? Yep. Is it architect? You know, I just never get it. I just never get it. Yeah. So with, with like, you know, typing things, everything has a fucking spell check nowadays, which is, it's fucking me up because I've grown to rely on the spell check option to make myself more efficient up front like i'll go extra fast and not worry about the typos because i know at the end they're either underlined in red or they've auto corrected on my phone sometimes i just like generally get close to words and it corrects excuse me it corrects it so i'm like fuck it i gotta i gotta talk about auto fill or uh, auto things for a minute like predictive text like predict no not predictive text well yes predictive text but the way that Google does it in Gmail scares the shit out of me. Oh, because it contextually uses it based on your other things that you've Because written. I know that thing, that robot is fucking just ripping through all 25,000 emails I have in my Gmail account from half of my entire life. Yeah. And is just pouring through the way I talk and is learning the way I talk. And I was writing an email an hour ago. And as I was typing, it was like writing the sentence as I would write it, and it scares the shit out of me. So I have a uh, – That scares the shit out of me more than like them knowing my DNA data or, or whatever the fuck. No. 
<coughs> Google's robot knows how I talk. <laughs> like that scares the shit out of me. It doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. I like it. I <laughs> it like is convenient. It. it is super fucking convenient. Um. So one thing with Android phones, and I, I'm sure Google or I mean uh, Apple phones do something similar, but um, pretty much anything. I can change the default for. So, like, when I first got my first Android I'm phone, I was going to take it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm totally, yeah, leave it right here. Unless I, unless you feel that Miller Lite is better than Internite. And it's not, like, it's negligible. Okay. Um, this These were in my fridge. Somebody left in my house. So, one thing with Android phones is that you can change quite literally every piece of every default app. And one of the first things I did was I got a... A new keyboard for my typing, and it was a keyboard called uh, Swipe or something like that. Yeah, the one where you drag your hand around. Yeah, and you can just now do that on, on iOS. Oh, really? Jesus, <laughs> it was like six years, <laughs> six years in the making. Um, anyway, it also learns how you type, and so its predictive text gets smarter and better yeah, the dude, more you do. Scares the and you can out. go in and look at stats, and it shows you like how many words it correctly predicted, how many times it autocorrected for you. It looks at like you look at stats. I hate, I hate that. It's fucking tight. I, it, it, I'm a stat boy. I, I get it, and it, it there's part of my brain that is like that is so awesome, but the other part is just like, dude, like. We're so close to the singularity. We're so close to computers outpacing us, outpacing the human brain. And who knows what happens? It's only theorized from there. Well, there's there's people doing it from the uh, – like you're talking about from the brain side, the intellect side. And there's people doing it from the physical capability side. Yeah. And if you get Google and like Boston Dynamics together, like that's where the real Terminators are coming from. Well, that's the thing is like is – and I've read – a lot of articles. I I will sometimes go on binges where I just read tons of articles about artificial intelligence and singularity, and and then, then I go to bed crying myself to sleep, scared. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just right now we have tons of computers that are really really good at doing one thing Mm -hmm. and this one's really good at doing this one thing and this one's really good at doing fucking backflips from a standing position (laughs) you know and it's just like like you know and this one's really good at laser targeting that nuclear missile you put them all fucking together and we're dead we're toast the robots are here and 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 we're they're slaves i find it dude this i'm just gonna bring up something that my friend you think it's less nefarious than it it's gonna be no fuck no i truly think like people always like hypothesize like what's gonna be the end of the world i think we're gonna literally see before we see some like fucking catastrophic like nuclear warheads going off and blowing up half i think we're really gonna see a fucking somebody's gonna unleash a crazed robot or some shit's gonna happen that's gonna like think of think of people that are like trying to commit these attacks they're committing bombing stuff like that think if they catch up to Unleashing like one of them Boston Dynamic robots. Yeah. Like, what's taking that down? It's going to be so efficient. You could mount ten arms on that have fucking you seen thing. That, have you seen that guy that that made that Iron Man suit? Yeah. We, I might have briefly mentioned this like a couple yeah, episodes we ago. Do. But like, you look that up on YouTube. They fucking made a shoulder mount 
machine gun yep. that follows his eyes. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you don't have to go much farther than that. You just have to make that better, and then we're all fucking dead. Yeah, you need something to protect against attacks. <laughs> I learned this from Beyblades. God damn it. You need stamina. You need attack. You need defense. Like, that is the three things that make up anything. So if you take these robots that are capable of incredible attack, they already have stamina because they're fucking robots, and you give them defense? Like, that's it. And here's the deal. Is we, because this is the other way I look at it, and this makes me feel a little bit better, is we grew up in a time where that stuff wasn't there yet. AI wasn't really happening. No, dude, you know the fucking, I, mean? I remember when Nintendo and came out. So, uh, you know, I remember when I played Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1, and, uh, the AI was so sophisticated in that game, it blew my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, now it's like, every game has like amazing AI. But, you know, it's, it's, so for us, it's always the scariest scenario to think about. But I, you know, I think that this generation of kids, our kids, are going to grow up. They, they've been using, looking at screens and, and, and working with technology since the, the time they can use their hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? I told you that one of my daughter's first fucking 10 words was Google. Hey, Google. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, we think of the worst case scenario where these, the AI takes over, but you know, I wonder, I'm wondering if this kid, this generation, our kids generation is so connected that will, they'll be the Wranglers. They'll be the, the uh, robot cowboys. I just want to say, like, I apologize to anybody listening to this right now um, that I in- unintentionally set off their Google phone. Because when I said, "Hey Google, God, hey it. Siri, stop, Alexa," <laughs> yeah. So when I did that, my my phone my phone popped up, and I realized because sometimes I'll watch YouTube videos, and they'll be like saying it, and it's setting off our shit, and I'm like. What do you say to Cortona? Cort- Cort- Cortana. Cortana. What do you say to her? I don't know. Is it a girl? I think so. Sounds like a woman's like, name. I don't, I don't yeah, mean yeah. to like assign hey, it to their gender, hey, but... Do you say, hey, Cortana? Yo, Court Dog. <laughs> That'd be tight. Somebody should like make uh, a plug-in for these where you can like hood it up. <laughs> yo, 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 Siri! Shit like that. Um, See if my phone... Hey, Siri! Oh, she heard me. She heard you? Never mind. <laughs> That's You know how many times at, at home we have to say, never mind. <laughs> Did we see, fuck- see, that's what I'm talking about. The fucking robots have yeah. already taken over. Yeah, we fucking use that shit all the time. We're we're apologizing. So, sorry, never mind. Never mind. No, 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 no. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. We're apologizing. Go back to wherever you came to from. To our digital assistants. It does a lot for me. See, here's the thing, Siri. I, You're being, I think, you are, you are being too, you are being too blasé to the threat. So, <laughs> me and the threat are homies, and the threat shall not come for thee. Um, no, but like with Siri, you're right. I look at it and I, I feel like that's a woman. No, Siri's a woman. I feel like Bixby, Samsung's assistant. What is it, Bixby? Bixby? Mm-hmm. B-I-X-B-Y. Didn't know that one. Um, I feel like that's a woman. Oh, God. Fuck you, Google. No, that's fucking Bixby. 
Oh, you have it. Well, it's a Samsung phone. Oh. Hey, Bixby. Stop. <laughs> Look, it says, hi there, Jeff. Good to hear from you. <laughs> I could have said I'm bored. Um, I feel like Alexa is a woman. Google's yes. just chilling. Google's like, no, I'm a fucking robot. I'm Google. <laughs> Do y'all motherfuckers know what I am? No, but I'm she, an algorithm. She responds uh, in a woman's voice. But you can change it. That's true. You can change all of them, right? Yeah, you can put like make, British people. You on can make Siri show. a British man. Fair enough. It is. I've said this before. Dude, but British it is, dudes, they they like they swag so hard on the women though. What do you mean? I mean like, like they, I've like, never seen a like an American raised woman not look at a British dude with that accent. Like, oh yeah, I've I always wished I had like a nice, yeah. not like a dorky British accent, but like a good, no. like a good. One. I don't want to sound like. Uh, because, like, when I hear people do British accents, sometimes they sound very Irish. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to sound like that. No. I want to sound like... I want to sound like the cool guys in yeah. Snatch. There you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were going to say something before I fucking... I, I don't you know up. what the fuck I was going to... I don't know. All right. What else did I put on the board mm, to talk about? Let me take a, let me take a quick... Oh! The Al Rosa Villa is, is for is sale. for sale. And... Initial reactions... Initial reactions, one is, you know, I get it. $1.3 million. Oh, I, well, first initial reaction is, fuck the Columbus Dispatch headline. Oh, shit. What the fuck, man? You really do sound like an old dude. Like, you, would you, where did you see that? Like, you picked up a newspaper? No, it was post, um, Dispatch barely exists in print anymore. It was on the web, on the web. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, are, my God. You are an old dude. On the, on the World Wide Web, on the Information Superhighway. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Knox posted it. Um, Pulled it up on AOL, but, AOL uh, front page. No, it says it says the Al Rosa Villa is up for sale 15 years after five people were killed oh. during a concert. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah, here's this. Okay, so I was, I was actually talking with friends about this. I think, and I could be wrong on this, but take that out of the equation. Just think about the venue for a minute. I think that that venue is the exact venue that's missing from the Columbus music scene. Here's my here's the thing. I've been thinking about this all week. Me like, too. I'm ready to fucking talk about this. Like this is only relevant to Columbus, Ohio. People. Yeah, I know. I know, but but it, it's not though because it's like if you listen to heavy music, very few cities have venues that are dedicated just to heavy music. And well, the Alros is not though. But the, but okay. Al, yes, Al Rosa do, does have a lot of other garbage. Reggae and but, rap. But, oh yeah. It's not garbage. That's not garbage. It's fucking phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of like, I know, I know. You were, you country were like, night. Uh, they, fuck, they got that too. You're right. Um, But, okay. N- not a lot of cities have venues that are really fo- are, are, are focused on underground stuff. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that at least, of that can, can we just say that they allow... Sure. Yeah. Well, sure, but I mean, just the size. Not many, not many, because it's what? A thousand people? Just under. Just under? 900? Yeah. So mid sized venue. Not a lot of cities have mid sized venues. Yes, we have, every city has uh, underground venues, but you know, El Roosevelt is independent underground music for the most part. I'm going to, I'm going to state my case here in a minute as to why I think. Columbus needs this venue, but I'm going to let you keep going, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you some, uh, no, cause I think you can back up, you can back me up here because I, all I've been thinking about all, all week is 
it would be so awesome to buy it and like make it a cool place. Like, uh, that's what I've been saying all week. Like to, you know, keep it the Al Rosa Villa because that's what it is. And, uh, but you know, clean it up. It would take a lot of money to clean that place up because the place is in disrepair. Um, and, but like that, have you, like the green room area, like it needs expanded beh- or expanded behind the bar though. Like it's got that circular bar mm-hmm. and like all those booths and shit. Like it's cool, dude. There's like, like the architecture is pretty cool in parts. It's got the whole outside area, amazing sound system, really good size. But I mean, it's a lot of money. So you touched on a lot of the things. First, let me, let me back way up and it doesn't have anything to do with it, but I do want to say, it's first place I ever played a show. Yeah, it's a, it, it's it was a lot the, of people's first place. It was the first place show. I ever played a show. It's where I spent every single Friday for multiple years, and I didn't give a shit who was playing. I was going because I knew I was going to see everybody there. It was a great place, right? It's where I cut my teeth. It's where everything happened. Um, that being said, when I was at the point of doing a CD release show, it's where we did our CD release show. It's where I did my first headliner. I have a lot of like memories. I didn't have that that you had because I wasn't in town yet. Right. Uh, my wife has those exact same memories because she was there with you. I was there with her. Um, yeah. um, but for me, even it's like so many shows that like after I moved here, you know, all like when the Headbangers Ball, we were talking about the Headbangers oh, yeah. Ball stuff. You know, like Lamb of God, Kill Switch, Engage, God forbid. You know, like yeah, like. So many. I, I I I saw Crowbar there. I played with Crowbar there twice. You know, like yeah. So here here's why I think it's an amazing venue. One you already touched on sound system. Sound quality there is fucking killer. The stage is, in my opinion, the perfect height for national bands, yet still intimate enough to give the fan a good experience. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have half sold out. You can fill that down uh, pit area, and it looks like an amazing show. Or you can pack another four hundred people in there. Hundred, even with a, even with a show, I've played there to like one hundred fifty people, oh, and so it's fine. I. It's yeah, it, it's fine. It's amazing. Like something, and I actually I like that the uh, I like the setup of it as far as the bar is pulled up uh, away from you're not like right next to the stage. Um, I like. Dude, I like everything about that place. Now, there are some things that need fixed. The ceilings are very low. Like, that's a weird thing I know that I'm saying, but, like, I've seen so many people hit the ceiling. I don't know how the fuck you fix that. And then when you called the green room, were you talking about the bar that's, like, up front? Up front? See, you know that's in a whole different bar. Like, now think about this. If you have a liquor license for an entire establishment. You have a restaurant. They have a, re- a restaurant. No, they actually they have, have a kitchen. They have a kitchen they're not utilizing. Yeah, dude. So, like, there is a lot going on here. Like, you can do shows multiple times a week. Other than that, you can run just the bar up front, and I, that's a seven-day business. Mm-hmm. Like, you got all seven days up front. You got the kitchen you need to bring back. You've got all kinds of events. They need to obviously – change the you know decor and oh yeah you know, it, everything. I mean, that's when i say it, it would take a lot of money because it needs remodeled it needs revamped. on top of that it's it's got a it's got two parcels yeah it's seven got, and a half acres right seven and a half acres it's got a cell phone tower on it making it money every month 
Really? Yeah. Which I mean, keep in mind those are that's like six hundred to like a thousand bucks a month. It's still. not a but that that's income. Dude, right? I have already done the math and that's still a significant amount of what the mortgage would be. Well <laughs> if you look at the mortgage if you want to get full return on investment in like let's say under ten years, it's like twenty grand a month. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at basic just just to let you know rails. I've looked at it too. I've been so thinking here, about it all week. Here's here's where I landed at the end of the day. There is enough motherfuckers. As a community, we should get together, start an LLC, and buy that thing. I mean, honestly, like... Sounds like somebody needs to spearhead it. I don't got time. (laughs) I I said... That's the thing. It feels like a fever dream. I reached out to a few people. Not a fever dream. A pipe dream. Pipe dream. Um, (laughs) What the fuck is a fever dream? That's like a a pipe nightmare. A pipe nightmare. A pipe mare. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, I did actually reach out to a few people. I reached out um, to somebody who I was like, I'd really like to see you get it. And shout out to Brian. If, if he, Not the Brian we had on the podcast. Shout out to Brian. Um, I totally, like, I would love to see this guy get it because I know that it'd come back and be awesome. All I, all I got to say is if it, I've been thinking about this all week and it sounds super awesome to me. And if anybody does it, I want to be in on it. And if anybody does it, I want to be on it. And I also said that I would totally lend my, uh, you know, I don't want to call it marketing, but I would lend my self to helping in any I'd, way I I'd, can. I'd lend every ounce of me to goddamn redesign that. That's place. what I'm saying, man. I for free, as long as I make money off of it in the end. How the fuck can it be free? So you do? You're saying you do it up front for equity? <laughs> oh, Come on, dog. That's what I'm talking Come about, on, dude. You've dog. been watching Shark Tank. I'm trying to make this a money maker. You've been watching Shark Tank. You're like uh, Kevin O'Leary. Um, I'm in my opinion the uh, <laughs> the the because Daryl and I were talking about this last night. We t- we talked about this for like Bro, half an hour last. There night. is enough of us, and uh, and you know. I think that like the biggest the biggest detractor from it, and I think this is saved by the fact that it's seven and a half acres, is the fact that it's not walkable, and I don't think it's in a great location because it's a it's but it's a, it a, has a, parking. It no, th- that's the thing. It's it's lot. It's parcels. Its location itself is great. Yeah, the space, the outside, it's right off the, the freeway. Lot. I know, but it's 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 also like in a part of town that's like. Not in the best shape. Bullshit. It is. It Morse is. Morse Road. D- dog. Morse Road is where Clintonville ends. <laughs> you realize that? You're talking about. I could damn near throw a baseball from the parking lot and hit Morse Road. Not really. I'd have to throw it twice or it's maybe like, three times. It's like a half a mile. It, you think it's that far from Morse Road? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You think it's that far? Yeah. All right. Anyway, they got parking. Well, maybe and I'm just talking too much shit on the north side of Columbus. You must be because is it North End. Dog, I don't know. I'm not from there. I'll tell you, I'm from the south end, though. Um, let's do some math. It's We know that it's 1.3 million, right? Mm-hmm. So how many investors do we got to get? And that's only for the main par- – or, or, I mean – No, that's for both parcels. Yes, so the main parcel is what? 1.1. Okay. Or no, it's I, – I think it's a mil or something, okay, and okay, then 300,000 okay. for the second parcel. So we parcel. know that if, if it's a little too steep, you could just cut off. Fuck that. We need that. You need that. You need both parcels. We're looking at 1.3, right? How many How many investors do we got to get? I mean, ten. ten. Jesus. Yeah, it's like ten people buying a house. Yeah, but a cheap so house. we're not doing. Obviously, we're not doing this cash. <laughs> we're not doing this cash, right? Like this is a we're we're getting a business loan or something, right? Yeah. Well, fuck. I don't really need to break out my calculator for that. We all owe one hundred thirty thousand. But 
I was like, how many do we got to get cash? No, it wouldn't take that much. It really wouldn't. Well, 10. It, but I'm saying, I, I'm saying in general, I'm saying in general, it, investment wise, it wouldn't take that many people. And it no. would take the right kind of person who's got to it trust definitely, It definitely, it de- well, yeah, it takes that. But it also takes people with, you got to overcome the entire dime bag thing. No, I, I say, yeah, yeah. Immortalize it? Not like immortalize a, Like a bronze Rocky statue type shit? You have a, some sort of shrine or some sort of memorial and you own it. It, it. That's the thing. That's what bugs. I mean, that's what bugs me about that headline is that it is. It, it it's pointing it out, but it's pointing it out in a way that just it feels weird. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, own it. Like th- like this. This venue has a very storied history. Yeah, a lot of good. One specifically very bad thing. You know what I mean? But you know, it's. It, it, you overcome that. You overcome that by you overcome it by spinning it positively and just saying, "No, look, it's part of this venue's history, and it's the it's a it's, it makes us a historical landmark to the metal community." I, I will say that it, it is interesting how many people will go to other locations in the world, be it Graceland or, or wherever, and like celebrate, like, "Oh, this is the place where so and so died." But then in Columbus. That's like nobody supports it because this is where so and so died. You know, and I think it's fucking weird. Yeah, I I saw back in the day. It was the tour was, I think it was Zayo, God forbid, E Town Concrete, and uh, it was uh, early full blown chaos. Full Blown Chaos played like two Pantera songs. That was awesome as a memory because it was like two years later. Um, we've talked about this before, but every time I hear full blown, full blown chaos, I always think about the show where you played the first Symphony in Peril show on drums, and it was Capital Tragedy's first oh, yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was our first show. Oh yeah, they were on that show. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty fucking cool. Um. Uh. But I, you know, it's interesting that the El Rosa also comes up this week in the time I think because December eight. When Juice World died mm-hmm. and when John Lennon died, it was also, rest in peace, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. There's Most a- of my riffs wouldn't exist without that guy. Interesting. You should, do, what about, what about Daryl that's in your band? Same. That's one thing. There's my- a whole bunch of Daryls that are helping you out. That's one. <laughs> Double Daryl's. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought you meant. How does he feel about it? No, no. Daryl inspires me too. No, come. Can, but, can uh, I just? Can I just take a second? I said double Daryl's. You did double like, Daryl. Like, like double, double Daryl shotgun. Yeah. See. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Collins writing style. That <laughs> double Daryl shotgun. <laughs> uh, that is one thing that my whole band bonds over is our love for rap music and our love for Pantera and the, Deftones. Those three, basically. Um, other things in heavy music, Andy. Every time I die. Dude. So cool, man. Yeah. I don't even like wrestling. I don't either. Like, I, 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 so I sorry to Daryl, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for real. Uh, no, it's not that I don't like it. It's the fact I, I'm not into it. You know, like I'll watch yeah. it. You know, Daryl got me in. Like he like was like, no, let's watch this. Cause we like, it was an event one night and some we of played. that weird underground shit is fun to watch, but even the big stuff's fun to watch. Man. I'm just not into it. Yeah. And, uh, but. Yeah, Andy from the guitar player from Every Time I Die, he's he's been I, I follow him on social media and 
he's been doing the underground stuff for a while, five, seven years now. Yeah. Something like that. And then, but yeah, he's in AEW. He made his debut in that. That's uh, really crazy too, because uh, they're like WWE's biggest competitor. Yeah. And like, you got to think like every time I die, something about their music screams that they could play that shit till they're 65. Oh, for sure. Like it's got that rock and roll swagger to it. They are really the one before, like, I know Maylene gets a lot of credit for like popularizing that whole Southern rock, you know, style in that genre, but they were the ones that did it. Like they were the ones. No, that- I, yeah, I, 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 you know, I've been listening to every time I die since 2001. You probably have to. My fucking email is morphine season. Nice. That's still my email to this day. Like I remember, I remember I had just moved to Ohio and um, I was dating a girl but still who was back in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I went back one weekend. So I had to be 18. It was 2001, uh, maybe early 2002. And I remember hanging out at her house and this dude showed up and was hanging out with us. And he had a shirt on every time I die. And on the back it said, uh, smile, you fuckers. And I was like, dude, that's sweet. Hardcore band put fuckers on the back of their shirt. <laughs> And I checked out that band based on that. Mm -hmm. And it was, I already liked Converge a lot. And and in my opinion, every time I die is Converge with like, it's like sassy Converge. Uh, At least early, early every time I die. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that every time I die is one of the most influential bands on every music I've ever written. I mean, it's just. Absolutely. It's, they got a stank on everything. Everything's got a stank on it. Yep. And, you know, Symphony and Peril was doing that, you know, stuff. And, and they I were, know, I know I was doing it. They took those, they took those, um, we used to just con- call them, we call them party riffs. Yeah. They, they did the southern shit, the, the southern shit, the, the party riffs with the swagger. They did like converge breakdowns, like, dun, 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 yeah. you know, like all that stuff. They did that stuff and they just added a little shine to it and a little bit of, of swagger to it. And, uh, dude, can I also say they've that influenced so many goddamn bands? Andy is like the nicest person on the planet. Oh my God. Uh, everybody has like a nice Andy story. I was, uh, I was probably like 21 and I saw them somewhere a few hours away from Columbus. I don't remember where. And, uh, he was walking and goes into the back room and I'm, I'm, you know, 40 feet away. I'm trying to get to him before he gets to the back room. I'm like, Andy. And he goes in. I'm like, fuck, I missed him. Boom. Comes back out and talks. And I'm like, what the fuck? And you got to think, like, like I said, I'm, I was 21 maybe when it happened. And I'm 37 now. That's kind of back when if you were a band on tour at all, you kind of thought you were the shit. Mm-hmm. And he never acted that way. No, yeah. Every time he It's talks. also crazy, like, to think that. Like, I'm talking about listening to them when I was 18 years yeah. old and I'm 36. That's half of my entire life ago. Yeah. That's just crazy. A band that has been consistently in my life. They're, they have had records that I have not really liked that much. A couple. But a band that has consistently put out music hasn't taken a hiatus. Has just put out a record every couple of years. So what's uh what's your what's the pinnacle record for you? Uh, Hot damn, absolutely. Last night in town is incredible and is will probably be my favorite every time I die record. But Hot Damn is the is the best one for sure. Uh, I thought Gutter Phenomenon was okay. Yep. 
um, has good songs. Uh, one they, the last one they put out was good, was really good actually. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but no, uh, Andy story for me. Uh, I remember Symphony Peril was recording our first record, so this was 2003. Um, and uh, maybe it was 2002 or 2003. Anyway, we're in Buffalo, New York. And, uh, so, you know, that's where every time I die is from. Mm -hmm. And we happened while we were in town recording, uh, Between the Buried and Me was playing in town. So we went to go see Between the Buried and Me. And a couple of the every time I die guys showed up. And Andy was one of them. And he was just hanging out and being, you know, this is every time I die wasn't huge at that point. Um, and all, Between the Buried and Me started playing. And that dude got in the pit. And it was, I'm not joking. I, I, there, he's probably in the top two or three people, two or three hardest moshers I've ever seen in my fucking life. He's huge, too. The dude, I can't imagine what it's like in the wrestling ring with him because the dude moshes like a hard ass motherfucker. (laughs) It's, it's, it was wild. I mean, the, because he's a thousand feet tall. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, supposedly he's like, I read something that was like, he was like a, the, his the butcher and the blade like it yeah. was like a big deal like people were like like they instantly jumped to like people's favorite uh wrestlers really? in that league this is crazy that is fucking wild because that band has got theirs already every time it dies got theirs they, they they're always going to be as long as they put out music that's good and not sell out stuff you know they're at that status, you know, where it's like they're always going to have fans. They're always going to sell records. For sure. They're always going to sell tours. But that's like taking it to the next level of entertainment. Uh, Every Time I Die was the supporting act on a Beartooth tour. It's crazy. Isn't it? I mean, like, how crazy is that? This is a band that all those dudes grew up listening to. It's crazy. And they landed... Every time I die, being their support on their headlining you tour. You know why? Because you don't hear every time I die songs on the Blitz. Because every time I die has kept it still pretty hardcore oh, yeah, real. Sure. That's the thing. Did you ever watch their documentary they did? Yeah, I love it. Was it was so fucking hilarious. Funny. So funny. I've got it on DVD in my basement somewhere. I just railed on every time I die for like ten minutes. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. We, we killed I, it. But if you wanted to talk more about your love for every time I die, please do. No. I mean, I really because I could talk about that band every time I die. The, the joke for it's me is a very important man for me. You no, know, absolutely for me too. It, it's absolutely a thousand percent. If I could list two or three influential bands that have influenced everything that's come out of me playing guitar in the past fifteen years, every time I die would hands down be the first person I. I, I agree. I could. I, I agree. could literally tell you like everything I've written. I could tell you. It, let's say in the past ten years. It's come from Every Time I Die, Poison the Well, and The Ghost Inside. Those are those are the three that does bands. Sum up Jeff Summerfield pretty Absolutely. Well. Yeah, yeah. It fucking like hands down, those are the bands that have influenced everything about my playing style. For me it's probably Every Time I Die Living Sacrifice. Mm. And Crowbar. But not but I didn't get into Crowbar. At well, that, that's why I said past 10 years. Yeah. Oh, I, past I, 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, I, I shortened the window because obviously the ghost inside would not be – it would have been – if I would have said – if I would have said this about, long, you know, longer time frame, I'd still say every time I die, 
I'd still say Poison the Well, if we're talking heavy music. And if I'm talking light music, Armor for Sleep. And I know that's a weird... I don't even know if you know them. I never really got into them, but the band's pretty cool. Musically, I don't know why, but the moment I heard their guitar and I heard them playing, it reminded me a lot of what I was trying to do. And so I've always felt very inspired by them. And weirdly enough, Silverstein. Like if it's if it's strummy music, you could say that it sounds like something between Silverstein and Armor for Sleep. Strummy music, That's yeah. Funny. If it's heavier music, it sounds like Poison Well, Every Time I Die, and then you know, there's always that uh, random man. I want to go back to man caves for a minute. Dude, Jesus, uh, this is a callback. But how many minutes ago was that? It's probably a like long fucking time ago. Forty minutes. That ago. was the first conversation we had, basically. Um, I you just just because you made me think of it, uh, uh, strummy music. But I sent you that I sent you that video on Friday night when I said because we talked about making time to to listen to music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just got to talk about it because it was awesome. Uh, Sierra went out for the night, and he said we're going analog. <laughs> That's what you said. And my internet was down. Yeah, my internet's down. I'm going analog. Yeah, and it was, and Sierra was out, and I was the kids went to bed. And I was in my man cave. But that's the thing. It was in my living room. So if the kids came down, they could share the space. It, that's the thing. It's not my space. Get how, the fuck out of my space. How many no girls words. allowed. But that's the thing. Like, we could think up so many names like Dude Dungeon. Dude Dungeon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what just happened there? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. All of a sudden, it was like really close to my face. <laughs> um, I didn't feel it. I didn't, do I have feeling in my arm? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> um, oh, that's not good. But, uh, no, it was like, so Sierra was gone. The kids were in bed. I didn't have internet. It was awesome. I made a fire in the fireplace, and like in, the, in the fucking stove, the wood stove. Oh, yeah. You have one of those like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The I got old a real metal shit. things. Yeah. Well, I can actually like heat the first floor of my house with that. It's pretty cool. The upstairs gets pretty cold though. Um, well, the far back part of the house gets really cold, but, uh, no, and I was listening to emo records, and I was like reading through design books and stuff like that, and I was just like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> I'm just like taking this shit in. This is my man cave. This is like that was like the weirdest hipster Friday. Like you emo said, records in front of a fire, drinking gin and tonics, looking at design, books. looking at design books. Had what a, a fucking bougie asshole! Had a whole collection of Dwell magazines. Oh just, my god! I was just crunch, munching on avocado toast. Oh, I love. Avocados. Ooh, I just said that very Michigan avocado toast. Um, so tonight you would call this a struggle <laughs> meal, right? Because we had pasta. We had, Come on, man! He'd call us it, dude. Like, I made two. I, we we hosted a couple. This is why I got this, and uh, it was Tara and Tucker, and um, I made two pasta dishes, and they were fucking awesome. So we had pasta because I, you know, like I said before, struggle meal. I've been eating struggle meals lately. Yeah. It's a it's easy to uh, either add meat to if you don't want to, or change things up. Now my wife wanted spicy pasta. And I'm like, hell yeah, I fuck with spicy. Hayden wants to like spicy so bad, but he can't. He's always like, I'll have it. And then he has it and he's like, I need milk. I need milk. I'm like, my kids are like, that yeah, too. he wants it. He wants to like it so bad. And then obviously for the little one, we just, we don't give it to her. So we did some pasta and, uh, 
so my my wife requested feta on it. She wanted a whole bunch of feta. I said, cool. We get to talking. I see her putting more feta, and I go, uh, you don't really need any more feta. Like, I gave you a shit ton of feta. And she said it melted, and I was like, feta doesn't, like, melt. Feta doesn't melt. And Hayden's sarcastic ass said the funniest shit that actually, like, made me laugh out loud. He said, oh, okay, so if there was a fire, I guess I should just cover myself in feta. (laughs) I was like, you fucking asshole. And then I had to Google it. Dude, feta actually doesn't melt. I mean, sure, in fire it would, but, like, you can't just, like, melt down feta unless you, like, mixed milk with it or something like that. Can you melt melt goat cheese? Like, other crumbly cheeses? Look, man. I know you, you can, can you, you could melt a fucking goat like with enough you fire. Can, you can melt cojita. I know you can do that. Dude, cojita's so good on tacos. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but a lot of queso's got that in it. Yeah. He's been he's been saying like the craziest shit lately. I told did I tell you I was like changing my daughter's diaper one day and like her butt was real sore and he pops in and goes she's butt hurt yeah yeah uh, fuck man he's been he's been on that so he said that shit about the fire uh the cheese tonight and he also said i heard a really weird riddle and like this riddle it's more sarcastic and asshole than any anything he's ever told me but he doesn't comprehend why he just said yeah it's kind of stupid but i'll tell it to you he said, uh, <laughs> he said, um, so a guy is working at a restaurant and he's trapped. How does he get out? And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know. Walk out the front door. And he looks at Amy and, you know, she gives some other answer. And he's like, no, he goes to school. And I was like, oh, they're saying, I get the riddle now. They're saying that you're a fucking idiot. And to get out of this restaurant yep. life, you need to go to school. He didn't. He doesn't understand why that's so funny. Me, I go, probably going to tell that on the podcast tonight. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fucking tell that on the podcast tonight. Oh, man. He doesn't understand. It's funny how we were talking about this a few episodes ago about how there's like these kind of memes yeah. from our childhood that have just made it through, you know? Oh, yeah. My kids are really on that diarrhea song. Cha cha cha. Or wait, you know, like when, when you're, you're sliding in the yeah. third and you feel a juicy turd diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been all about that for a week now, and and it's so, like, it's like okay, guys, you're really you're really so what are so for let's now. let's compare. So driving in your Chevy, you feel something heavy. Okay, is diarrhea. that how it starts? No, I don't know. I'm just what's first. Of, I just think of the ones I know. What's first? You slide into first, and you feel something burst. See, I always said you feel a juicy burst. <laughs> so what's what's second? Or is it two? I don't know that one. See, when I grew up, it was two. So it was all baseball references? It was all. It was, it was going all the way around the bases. Oh, it was sliding into first, and you I feel a juicy burst. When you're, going, when you're heading towards two, and you feel a big poo... Uh, or some shit. It was something like that. See, that's one my kids would say, and I'd be like, ah. And then third is turd, obviously. See, mine wasn't turd. What was it? You're sliding into third, and you feel something burn. Diarrhea. Because it's not a turd. It's diarrhea. It burns. Mm. See, this is why I was saying, like, <laughs> there's, there's there's different versions of this song. That's why I said we need to compare. It's just funny. It's like it's, it, But it's hilarious, though, because now it's 2019, and 20 years later... My nine-year-old and eleven-year-old and seven-year-old think it's fucking hilarious, dude. Anything farts? Oops. Oh my god! 
You can do anything that has to do with farts or poop with a kid, and it will always make them laugh. Slays. Slays every time. You can always talk about... Well, here's the things with kids. You can always joke about bodily functions. You can always talk about dinosaurs. And kids... Dinosaurs? All kids, boys or girls, are happy. My kids definitely, like... You just have to, like, mention something weird. Like, something wild as fuck that he can, like, ideate on and, like, expand on. And he will talk back and forth with you for two hours. He'll be like, yeah! And then... And he'll just add some shit on. He's my, such a creative my person. My boys are really big on facts right now. So there's a lot of that going on in my house. Hey, did you know that blah, 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 or I'll say something, and they're like, no, actually, it's blah, 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 blah. So this is fucking crazy because we're like 25 miles from each other, right? And our boys, like, don't see each other. I don't even – do they even talk? Like, Do they play – I think maybe they play Fortnite together sometimes. Does I don't Hayden know. play Fortnite anymore? I don't, I don't know. No. I don't, he, dude, he's like – hella into pokemon again out of nowhere came out of nowhere and he doesn't want to play it on any modern system he wants to play pokemon you know what he asked for for christmas Hmm. a nintendo game boy advance nice and i go game boy advance because it's so retro i was like did they fucking release a new one and so i google it and i'm like nope just the one from 03 he wants a game boy advance that's what he asked for for christmas he's and he goes i'll take an xbox one but really what I want is a Game Boy Advance. And I'm like, okay, well, $29 on eBay says you're getting that one. Like that's For real. That's the one you're getting. Uh, that's hilarious. He's crazy into Pokemon. And there's like five Pokemon games for that Game Boy Advance that he wants. So I've been like researching and trying to find it. Meanwhile, I'm over here like looking at buying him a 4K Roku TV and an Xbox One. Like I thought for sure like that's the route we were going. You're like, I want to play this with you. Not really. But you said something about PlayStation earlier. He got one of those like mini retro PlayStation ones uh, that has like you know forty games on it or something. And I want I, I have to know this. I need to look this up because I haven't bothered to yet. I feel like they actually scaled the graphics down and made it worse. Nope, I don't think so. Shut the fuck up, dude. We were playing that like uh, Battle of Tushiden or Tushiden or whatever the game is. With it was Flo pretty bad. I don't remember it being this bad. He has he has that, and he has uh, what is another game on there? Um, cool Borders Two. It's bad, dog. It was so that bad. Literally, Cool Borders Two is one of the games I've probably put the most hours into of all games I've ever played. I fucking love the Cool Borders franchise, but it's just like you look back, and, and it's because that's the thing is that we were experiencing progress. So back then it was like everything was like, no, this is amazing. Yeah, but I, I think maybe maybe I'm thinking that more features were in two than they actually were. And then like really I'm thinking about Cool Borders 4. <laughs> so, so here's a weird thing. So the other day um, I don't – I think my wife mentioned to me. She goes, hey, Tony Hawk is online and he's texting people back right now. And I said, Tony Hawk? I was like, dude, I'm going to text his ass. What's his fucking number? And I sent this number a text. <laughs> dude, dead fucking serious. I sent his ass a text, and I got an, an auto-generated thing back. It's like, yo, what's up? This is Tony Hawk. Something, something. You, It looks like I don't have this number in my um, phone. 
So go here and sign up, and then I'll have the number in my phone, and then I can text you. Oh, fucking asshole. I did it. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm texting Tony Hawk. So then I went and signed up for this thing, and then I sent him a text, and the first thing I said was, do you think Tony Hawk Pro Skater would have existed if not for Cool Borders? That was the very first question. Oh, my God. Dude, very first question I asked him. And uh, Tony Hawk loves Cool Borders. He responded to you. Yeah, he fucking responded. Dude, I was – I actually got – it's through a platform. Like this platform, its whole shtick is I think getting people to engage in text conversations with the mass public and by default it collects data and yada yada. I don't – it's a whole thing. But yeah, dude, I'm fucking texting with Tony Hawk. That's hilarious. my boy, Tone Dog, Tone Loke. I'll hook you up with the number if you want. Did I put anything else on that? Because there was some. I feel like there was something else. Nope. No. That was all of it. Uh, but I have a couple things I want to get to. So, hey, what's the whole thing about the rock in the yard? <laughs> so, I put that on there when we were talking. Can you read what it says verbatim? <laughs> it just says large front yard rock. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Just like you, like, I'll, I'll see something or, and I'll be like, I'm going to put that on the board and talk about it. And, like, when I put it on there, it's because I was driving around looking at landscaping. And I was like, man, I want one of those big fucking rocks in my yard. And so I, I went back to my yard and we have this dip where they, like, we should have come, had them come back out. At, at a year, we got one free, like, yard leveling or whatever. And there's this big fucking dip. And I'm like... I know it needs to go there. A large, a, boulder. a large front yard rock. Like I, I want, I want one of the, and we have a corner lot and it's like by the corner. I want it with like, I want somebody to like, you know, carve out like our fucking address in it. I want all that shit, dude. It's like, it's so grown folk. I don't understand it, but I also really understand it. Like, yeah. that's the thing is like, why? Like, why do you want a big fucking rock that you gotta like? I have no mow idea. Around and yeah. then you got a weed whacker. Dude, around every time we talk thing. about putting more trees in the yard, I I I veto the trees because I'm like, I have to mow around those. That's crazy. I don't want to mow around those. And then here I am. I'm like, dude, I gotta have a fucking boulder. It's in my easy to yard. mow around a tree. It's not easy to mow around a fucking rock. Well, I got a weed because whacker. the rock goes in. I got a weed whacker. I know. I'm just saying, like. You're adding you're adding uh, work to your your yard regimen. This guy. We're, we're also adding drums to this podcast right now. Yeah, we got we it. Gotta is, wrap it is. Let's just for the the folks out there. It's eleven forty five p.m. Holy shit, eleven forty five p.m. This dude has decided to come in here and practice his four four chops. We're over an hour then. One thirteen, bro. Jesus. Um, so one thing that you started to mention earlier, you were talking about kids. <laughs> we're just off the yard rocks. Yeah, did we get do we? I put that on there. I've intentionally skipped that every week. But I will say this. My grandparents had like four in their, in their yard. And I look back at it. It's like a picture in my head. I I remember it so fondly. I feel like we spent hours just jumping, jumping on the rocks between the rocks. There's large rocks by the pond in our community. And every time we walk by now, my daughter goes, daddy. And she points. She wants to go sit on the fucking rock. So I'm like, I need a large yard rock. But yeah, that's all that is. Um, so two things. Uh, let's, I'm just going to clear the list, right? Because like we we cleared the large yard rock, and I thought that was never going to leave. No, I've been dying to hear your what you were. <laughs> and I, I'll be honest with you, 
I thought it was going to be, what's the deal with yard, yard rocks? But you were like, I want one, and I want my address chiseled in it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I do. Uh, I thought we were never going to clear that. So because there's only a couple more things on here, I think we'll just clear this, and we'll wrap up for the night. So one thing I put on there was um, that 11-year-old boy that drove 200 miles to meet a guy off Snapchat. Uh, yeah, 11 years old, stole a fucking car, just jacked a car, and drove. Wow, I'm so glad that Rowan definitely doesn't know how to drive. But, I mean, video games? Like, uh, here's the thing. I let him shift. Well, okay. That's slightly different. He's way too worried. Slightly different. <laughs> uh, but I know that the first time I drove... I went into it going, I'll be fine. I've fucking played video games. And I drove and I felt fine. And I felt comfortable because I played video games. Video games have only gotten better and more realistic. These motherfuckers are going to be like... They're just going to be shifting. Like, they're going to come out and be like, I'm just going to buy a uh, fucking... Because that's the difference is... It, well, no, you're right. Never mind. Especially, like, have you, have you played some of these games... Uh, like PC games where like you sit and actually do everything shift and but oh no I haven't but it's yeah disgustingly realistic uh, you know I was playing Forza Horizon and I play it arcade style you know you have gas and you have brake and you have e brake uh, but um, but my best friend plays it like in shifting style and I, I can't imagine shifting in a video game but I do it I love it. Especially because you got all those like top bumpers and shit now, and like those are just like what the fuck else are you gonna use those for? Shifting. I want to max my RPMs out. Anyway, so let me just let me just <laughs> let me just tell you, this kid stole his brother's car, stole his dad's tablet, and was using the GPS on that. And I think like it ran out of like it didn't have cell service. How far did he drive? Uh, two hundred miles, dude. He's eleven. He made it 200 fucking miles. Dude, that's like driving like to like Flint, Michigan. It's crazy. So lock your motherfucking kids up if they're, they're driving on, to if they're on that shit. Past Indianapolis. And then uh, we started to talk about like I, I briefly talked about like, Pokemon and getting back into Pokemon, and you brought up the PlayStation One and yada yada. You ever have Tech Decks? Did you ever fuck with Tech Decks growing up? I didn't. My brother did. I didn't until I was an adult. Dude, on your desk. I got my first tech deck like three years ago. That's not a joke. Are you one of those guys that's got like a bunch of cool shit all over? Is it like action figures and? No, I want to be that guy, but I, I do don't. Have four action. Figures. You do? I might. I I constantly look at certain things to bring in. Like you know, I do, I've said this before. I collect dunnies, like kid robot. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I have a shit ton of them that, that we like. There's no way I can display all these at the house. Like it'd just be a fucking weird thing mm-hmm. if you came in. There's like four hundred thousand dunnies everywhere. So I have a whole bunch that are just like sitting in a a box. I've thought about taking a bunch of those in. I've got right now, I know it's not as cool as Dunny's, but I have two of those Funko... Pop characters? Yeah, I have a Raptor from Jurassic Park, and I have Wayne Campbell from Wayne's World. Nice. And then I have two old Todd McFarlane toys. Mm, Spawn? Or Violator? I got fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. And James Hetfield. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne's got blood running down his he has blood running down his chin because he's holding a headless bat bat, uh, a headless dove nice and he's got 
individual necklaces you can take off, like chain necklaces. Wow, that's cool. Like it's like it's like a really elaborate Todd McFarlane toy. That's cool. No, it's Sierra's. I, I stole it and took it to work. I always think about taking shit in. I just haven't yet. I'm going to at some point. Um, I've always felt a connection to Jason Voorhees. Um, because Friday the 13th, and I was born on Friday the 13th. This Friday's the 13th. I know that. People think it's unlucky. It's, you know, I feel like it's lucky because me. Is that, is that, um, what's the word? Making that paper, man. Who, me? Yeah. What? Lucky. Oh, shit, I wish. I did play the lotto yesterday. I bought two lottery tickets, a cash explosion. Uh, to this day, I still want to be on cash explosion. I don't I I don't buy lottery tickets. I literally never have. Not even scratch offs? Dude, I used to like things would come in the mail and you know they're always like the fake things but they were scratch offs. My mom would always save them for me and let me scratch them. I fucking love scratching things off. I had family members that always like gave them like in like stocking, like as stocking stuff. I still do that. I still do it. But no, I uh, I don't like because, go out like, my way to buy them. What better thing? Like, okay, cool. So you didn't win anything. Okay, no, no harm, no foul. But like, if I gave you some two dollar thing and you won like a hundred or three hundred or five hundred, no, bucks, yeah, I get that's that. Awesome. I get that because it's like, okay, I bought this for two dollars and that's like as much as a coffee. So in the end, it's a like cheap ass coffee. Well, I drink black coffee, so because I am a heterosexual male. Ooh. Oh man, you fucking burnt me. Colin's you fucking no went. longer progressive. I have uh, no longer woke. I, I today I had a caramel brulee latte. It okay. actually sounds pretty good. It's so, it's so good. I wait on it every year. It's seasonal. Disgustingly good. We need to wrap this up. The last thing I'm wrapping up. This is literally oh, we're clearing the wrist. The we're, wrist. We, the list. I forgot. Clearing the wrist sounds like some kind of suicide thing. That's weird. Oof. Um. Yeah, the very last thing I wanted to say, like, do you have a lyric that defines you? And it could be from any genre of music. Oh, my God. Uh, whoa, dude, this is a big one. It It is, but it isn't. And I only put it on here because, like, there's one that I feel like sums up my attitude towards the world. And because of this, I put this on here just to say mine. And so I, I put it on here in the phrase of a question so that I could ask you and make it a conversation. But I'll tell you mine if you want to know. I want to hear it. Oh, that was close. <laughs> it's fucking Dr. Dre. Okay. Y'all going to keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like every day somebody's pushing my button. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got to stay, you know, I got to stay family man, uh, you know, corporate man. I got to do these things. But honestly, the motherfuckers are going to fuck around. They're going to catch these hands. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, I'll have to think about this. I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to this one. Can we start that next episode? Sure. Because it's hard for me to because I am a, I write lyrics. And my lyrics are like a diary. It's in first person and yeah. it's very intimate and it's very emotional. So if you're like, is there lyrics that define you? It's like, yeah, the ones I wrote that are that I scream emotionally. But yes. S- say your band's name. Maranatha. Uh, do you remember when you lived on the west side and off of Wilson there was... Yes. Trebu. Yeah. Oh, Trebu. That's where it was. Because I, I, I would drive by that every day that and the, I was like... That was the mouth of my neighborhood, that street. I know. I would drive by there and I was like, that's definitely where he got that. Nope. And then you told me no. And, you know, if you weren't you 
and like I've respected you for like a really long time, like especially with your writing and shit. Do you remember I've actually called this out before? Even in like old blog posts of mine, I would say like unless you're Colin, like I would fucking I'd call that out specifically because like I, I've had I've always had a problem with uh certain things in culture and like sure. I felt like even though sometimes at times you were part of so, some of these things that I would be bitching about mm-hmm. I never like I never held your feet to the fire the way he's I held talking, other people he's talking about Christianity I totally fucking am um no but uh yeah no I didn't get the name and that. I would drive by there and I'm like that motherfucker and then you told me no and I was like alright I believe him <laughs> like anybody else would be like funnier, fuck you you're even lying. funnier the fact that Sierra went to that school for two years that was a school. It's like a church with a school. Oh, okay. She went there for fifth and sixth grade. St. Leo. R.I.P. That's where I went. Oh, you peaced and I was like, are we wrapping up? No, we, we are fucking need to. wrapping I up. I need to go to bed. No, nah, we, we got to wrap up. Yeah, um, it's midnight. over an hour and 20 minutes. It is midnight. We were shooting for an hour. All right, that's episode 35. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>